And um, we're starting this brand new series. <laughs> I keep saying it's a brand new series. It's what happens when you wait one week. Uh, we started it, and it's his story, my story. And, um, and it's, we all have a story, right? We all have, you have a story. We all have a story. But more importantly, it's about us, that where God wants us to be part of his story. His story. Because we all have a past. We all have history, right? But it's quite often that we, we, don't, we don't realize it. We don't realize that God was with us until we get on the other end, right? Because sometimes we get on the other end and we kind of feel like, we, we, kind of feel like, um, we look back and say, wow, God was in it all, all this time. He was in it all along. And we just didn't see it. And not until we got on this end. So whatever you're going through right now, maybe you're feeling that you don't sense God, you don't see God. I want to encourage you. You are not alone. That God is with you. And it's, not, it's quite often it's when you get on the other side, you look back. And say, God was with me all along. That God was in this place. And I didn't realize it. That he is with you. And this is, this is, and this is your story and God's story. I love Revelation chapter, chapter 12, verse 11. And that we, over, we overcome the end. We overcome him by the, by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. The words of our testimony. We overcome the enemy by the works and power of the cross, what Jesus did for us, and the words of our testimony. Our testimony. That's how we, because we all have a story. We all have a story. And so this is our series. His story, my story. And today, we're going to be looking at Michael's story. So take a look at this. My life before Christ was drugs, alcohol, violence, prison, a troubled life, lost, not knowing where I was going. And then I myself, till one day I was invited to go to church and I first put through the door. People welcomed me, were friendly, and as I walked to sit down, pastor was speaking about plans, God, the plans God had for us. The scripture was out of uh, Jeremiah 29 11. And as he's speaking the scripture to me, to everybody, I thought it was only for me. I thought it was only when they could hear the scripture. As he's speaking, God, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for good and not for evil. To give you a hope and a future. Well, from that instant moment, that food could not satisfy. I didn't know what was happening to me. And at this time I was not married, but I had a beautiful girl that was praying night and day. I didn't know she was doing this. But in the end her prayers were answered. I started attending church weekly. Before I got baptised I was carrying weight. Weight on my past. After being baptised I felt light, so light I could fly. I did not feel, feel condemned anymore. I felt light, I was fresh. Brand new life. This lady I was walking this journey with, well, we got married. After I was married, 
brother turned around and goes, so you don't want to get drunk? You don't want drugs? No. No. I don't know what to do with you now. Don't have Week after after the wedding. Believe it or not, problems start. Problems start. I, I thought, was this the right thing to do? Getting married? I had no problems before I got married. Now there's problems. My family crumbled. My family crashed. My family left. I was all alone. I forgot about Jesus. I was on that walk away. I got up with my wife and my children again. They're in another town. Through this uh, trouble, I went back to church. And I reunited with my wife and my children again. Through this journey, I'd given up the drugs and the alcohol. But uh, when I reunited with my wife and my children again, then we stepped back into my into my uh, life through a person, a friendly person, I thought was friendly, but he uh, pushed drugs on me again. He thought I'd have a try, bro. Told me used to do this many years ago. She gave up. One try won't hurt. Well, it did. It hurt. My one try uh, continued on to many more after that. I'm just I'm trying to reunite my wife and my children. Well, they step up and uh, don't just leave town. They leave the country. Now I'm really broken. Town Oliver now, Hamilton, city Oliver now, Hamilton. Found Eden. Through all this time, I've I'd been praying, praying to the God I'd walked away from, asking why he joined, joined me together with this woman, this lady.
Is it possible? Okay, it's possible. Well, it's more than much. Michael, thank you so much, Michael. Thank you uh, for sharing your story. It's it's powerful. And, you know, it's really interesting. We've been on this journey, filming diff different people's story, but and even though the details might be different, but it is it's it's all of our stories, right? It's all of our stories, and and um, <laughs> and he, and sometimes, oh, if I become a Christian, then all my troubles go away. This and that's not true. Is, oh, well, just wave the magic wand and, and, and all your troubles um, will disappear like a puff of smoke or something, right? Like, oh, you know, now that I'm a Christian, I'm going to get married and then my, our relationship will be perfect, right? And you get married and next you're not, you've got issues and there's trouble. And it isn't hunky-dory or anything like that. I don't even know who hunky or dory is, but there you have it, Right? And we're on this journey, and, but what I love from, from, from Mike, Michael's story is this revelation that he had that uh, and he said, draw nigh to God and God will draw nigh to you, and draw near to God and God will draw near to you. And when he did that, that's when, he, when things began to change in his life, and that comes out of James chapter 4. And so we're going to be looking just really briefly at James chapter 4. James chapter 4 verse Six says this, this is, this is leading up to it. it, says, but he gives us more grace. I love that. He gives us more grace. In other words, if you have rejected him all your life, he will still allow you back into a relationship with you, with him. You may be here, you've never had a relationship with, with, with God, but he will give more grace. You know, I don't deserve to have a relationship with him. With God, you, you don't understand what my past was. God knows all about your past, and He also knows your future. And He gives more grace, gives you more grace. And He goes on, but He gives us more grace. That is why Scripture says, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. And I love this. It's, God loves you just as you are, but He loves you too much for you to stay the same. For us to, and, and how do we do that? It's all about 
being humble before God and, and say, you know what, I've, all my life I've been defining what is good and evil in my own eyes and not trusting you, but right here, right now, I'm humbling myself. It's time to stop being arrogant with your life. That I'm humbling myself before the Lord and I, and I trust you. I trust your definition for what is good and evil in, my, in, in your sight. I want you. I'm humbling, hum, humbly coming before you. God loves you just as you are, but he loves you too much for you to say the same. But it gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's powerful scripture. Powerful verse. Whenever you are having a bad day, open up this verse. Just have a look at this. Just make sure it's still there, that it hasn't gone away. Verse 7, when you submit yourself to God, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. See, the devil will try to trick you. He'll whisper to you and he'll whisper in your ear and say, you can't beat me. You think you've given up on this and given up on that. You can't beat me. I got you before and I can get you again. And then he'll begin to remind you of your past. Remember your past? You're a drug addict. Remember your past? You're an alcoholic. Remember your past? You're abusive. Remember your past? You, 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 your financial failure. Remember your past? You couldn't pass anything for, for education. He'll begin to show you things and say, you think you can be me? He'll show you your past. But there's something that you need to know. The devil is a liar. Our past is to remind the devil that he has lost. That's what your testimony is all about. Has anybody been through some testing? You cannot have a testimony without a test. If you had no test, all you're left is a moaning. And I'm about, I'm, I don't know about you, I'm sick and tired of moaning about my life. But our past is to remind the devil that he has lost. Yes, I failed in marriage. Yes, I failed in my finance. Yes, I was a drug addict. Yes, I was an alcoholic. Yes, I was a user. But that was my past. But devil, not today. Not today. My past is to show you that you have lost. How do you overcome the enemy? By the blood of the lamb and the words of your testimony. Your testimony is to remind the devil that he has lost. He will try to bring it up to you and show, well, you think you're a Christian? What about your past? And then you remind the devil, yeah, that's right. That's where I was, but this is where I am today. So devil, get behind me. Not today. Not today. The devil is a coward. When you resist him in prayer and by the victory of Jesus on the cross and by the words of your testimony, he knows he is beaten. 
Resist him and he will run. Powerful passage. Powerful passage. Then then James goes on to say, come near to God and he'll come near to you. Powerful. Come near to God and he'll come near to you. The reason why some of you in this room are married is because you drew near. You drew near to somebody. You saw somebody. You thought, I like the look of that person. I'm going to draw a little bit closer to them. And if they like you, they'll draw nearer to you. If they don't, then they're going to be doing the moonwalk. <laughs> and you can keep trying and they keep going. But here's the thing. You have, when you draw near to somebody, they like you, they'll draw near to you. But if they don't like you, they're going to draw away. But you know what that means for you? That God loves you. Because you draw near to Him, He'll draw near to you. He loves you. He's not going to do the moonwalk on you. He's not going to walk out the door. He's going to draw nearer to you. Because He loves you. Here's the thing. When you draw near to somebody, if you want to build a relationship with somebody, to draw near to somebody takes purpose and action. It takes work. If you're having trouble in your marriage, it's because someone is not drawing near anymore. Someone might say, well, why doesn't God just draw near to us? But here's the thing. He's not the one who left home. He's not the one who's, who's not drawing near. He's the one waiting. God's greatest desire is for you to come near to Him. That's His greatest desire. It's for you to draw near. And He loves you and He will draw near to you. So what does this mean for us? It means if you have rejected Him all your life, He will still allow you back into a relationship with Him. Come on. He said, okay, maybe you got it all wrong. Maybe you spent your life pursuing other things. And maybe you've missed out on this relationship. But He says, it's okay. Because He will give you more grace. Will you humble yourself? Because God opposes the proud. You know what? I'm sick and tired of just defining what's good and evil in my own eyes. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to allow you to speak into my life what is good and evil. I'm going to humble myself. God's greatest desire is for you to come near to recognize in our lives that there's something in the middle of my relationship with God that's stopping me from coming near. So what is it in your life? What's going on in your world that's stopping you from coming near? What is that force? What is that thing? And here's the thing. I don't need to tell you what that thing is because you already know. You know, we're really good at fooling people. You know who the biggest person we're good at, who we can fool the most? The biggest person I can fool the most is me. 
so easy. This is where we need to humble ourselves before God. Recognize this thing that's stopping me from drawing near. I need to deal with this. I said, God, I'm laying this down at your feet. I'm I'm tired of being arrogant. I can handle this. I've got this. I've got it on my own strength. I've been there. I've got this. I can handle this. No, no, no. Lord, I'm struggling right now. I'm laying this at your feet. You know when you do that? What does the Bible say? He gives you more grace. Resist the devil and he shall flee. Remind the devil. He's He's done it before and he's going to do it again. Breakthrough in my life. God's greatest desire is for you to draw near. Lord, you're the one I want. You're the one who fulfills me. You're the one who can take care of all my desires. It's time to walk away from my life of sin. I'm sorry for the adulterous life that I, that I went after. I went after so many other things. And I thought these things will fulfill me, but it hasn't. Here's the thing. When you submit your life to God, your own desires change. You start to desire what God desires. Your heart breaks for what God heart breaks for. Then you truly understand what it means to love God and love people just as yourself. Because God's greatest desire is for you to come near to Him. Draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you. It's God's greatest desire. It's waiting for you to come home.